my rage intensified. Never before had I been so mad at both myself and the world. My best friend was in serious danger, and I was caught between a rock and a hard place. Tyler's gleeful tone threatening me over the phone, it was a whole different kind of evil. I had no idea if the master was actually behind Tyler's actions. Tyler and I had always had a strained relationship, and if anyone were to go out of their way to hurt me, it would be him. As the hearing approached, I grew more anxious. Rochelle's disappearance was being investigated by the police, and Veronica felt horrible about sending her to check on her apartment. While Jake tried to console Veronica, the commissioner arrives at their cabin. Babe, it's not your fault. Yeah, it is. I sent her over there. This man you call Tyler, could you provide us with a description? He's a really thin white guy, about six feet tall, scar on the right side of his face, and he's got tattoos covering both his arms. Plus he had a grill, if I remember correctly. You met him? Once at the supermarket. He was stalking Veronica. Right. Quite some people you've been associating with, Miss Kilter. Can you just find my friend, please? All right. We'll let you know if anything turns up. Thank you. You found a new lawyer yet? Yeah, Mrs. Temple will be the lead on the case. She visited Veronica in jail once. Right. I'll be in touch. With the commissioner gone, Veronica falls into Jake's arms. I don't like her. We're lucky she's on our side. At least for now. Do you think the master could blackmail her? I don't think the master could get to the commissioner in any way. She's as honest as they come. How would you know? Trust me. I just know. <sighs> I'm just so worried about Shell. Don't worry. She's not someone who easily gives up. I'm sure she's all right. Elsewhere, at the same time, Rochelle was being taken far out of Atlanta. In the trunk of a car, Rochelle kicks and thrashes her surroundings. Mm. Let me out, you dumb asshole. Let me out. In the dark, confined space, with her hands tied, Rochelle knows her options are quite limited. With the adrenaline kicking in her system, it's all fight or flight. Rochelle remembers something she read some time ago about abductions. If you are in the trunk of a car, try to kick out the lights. And that is exactly what Rochelle was going to try. Come on! Come on! The lights fall out, dangling by the wires. Instantly, the traffic around them becomes more audible. Yes! Rochelle wiggles towards the opening and slowly puts her arms out and waves them. Come on, somebody! She peers through the hole and sees a truck behind them. The man driving the truck sees Rochelle. Yes, yes, please help! Rochelle puts her arms out again and waves, and it works. The truck driver honks. The truck driver hits the gas and overtakes the car. And then he cuts across Tyler. Get out of the way! The truck driver gets out of his vehicle and approaches the car. What's the problem, man? Problem? 
Let me show you, buddy. Seeing Tyler's outer appearance is enough for the truck driver to judge him. He lashes out at Tyler, connecting his fist with Tyler's jaw. The unexpected move catches Tyler off guard. Big mistake, old man. Mistake's yours. What are you, a trafficker? None of your damn business. As they fight, Rochelle hears them and yells out from the trunk. By now, the men fighting has attracted the attention of the other drivers. Some people slow down and watch. Others simply pass by. Take that! The truck driver lands a punch across Tyler's face. Tyler hits the hood of his car and is out cold. The truck driver walks around to the trunk and wedges it open. Oh my god, thank you! You alright there? Please help me, I've been kidnapped. Yeah, sure thing. What's your name, Missy? It's Rochelle. Get in the truck, Rochelle. I'll Watch deal out. with Tyler comes to and ambushes the truck driver. He continuously sinks his blade into the truck driver's abdomen. <laughs> Rochelle is shocked. She stands there rooted to the spot. The onlookers are increasing now. As the truck driver falls to the ground, dead, Tyler sees the onlookers. He pulls out his pistol, and he fires into the air. The onlookers drive away, afraid. Rochelle, still shaking, stands there looking at the truck driver's dead body. Nice try, darling. You're riding shotgun now. Tyler grabs Rochelle by the elbow and leads her to the passenger side. You try anything funny, I will blow your brains out. Got it? Not long afterwards, the police station is buzzing with new information on a possible abduction and notifies the commissioner. Hello? What? What channel? Hey, Veronica. Yeah? Turn to channel five. Witnesses report, the woman was being transported in the trunk of an unlicensed sedan on the freeway. The woman, who is now believed to be Miss Rochelle Morris, kicked out the rear light and signaled to ongoing cars. Things, however, did not end well for Hugh Travis, the 52-year-old truck driver who confronted the car's driver and ended up getting stabbed to death. Eyewitnesses later report the car drove away, heading eastbound. You were right. The master seems to have left town. Coward. I hope Rochelle is all right. Elsewhere, Tyler's car pulls up with Rochelle inside. The location is another big warehouse. When they enter, it is visible that the master has quickly set up a new base. Tyler gets out of his vehicle. Get out. Let me go, you inbred-looking ass. Hey, what the hell is this? Kendall approaches them. We're taking hostages now? You think I came here with him willingly? Shut up. Kendall, this bitch is leverage. Did the master approve this? None of your business. You know it is. And we've never taken hostages before. Always a first for everything. 
As Tyler pulls Rochelle away from her, Kendall quickly runs around and blocks their way. Get out of my way, Ken. You know you killed a civilian and a police officer, right? So what? So? You're drawing unnecessary attention to us. Yeah. How about your old bestie, V? She almost brought this entire enterprise down on our heads because she got the hots for Hanley. You better not hurt this girl. Nah, we won't. Tyler drags Rochelle away. As they disappear, Kendall looks on after them and feels a pang of resentment when she meets Rochelle's eyes. Her and Veronica might have fallen apart, but Kendall's policies hadn't. Something inside Kendall felt wrong, and so she takes it up with the master. Come in. Master? The master sits at his desk, observing an ornate knife in his hands. He admires it and seems more invested in the object than in Kendall. Yes? Why has Tyler brought that girl here? He says it's leverage, but I'm not sure V's gonna do what you're asking her to do. We shall see. Have we fallen so low? Fallen so low? Are we really threatening a woman by using another woman now? This isn't what we stand for, is it? V has lost her way. Don't lose yours, Kendall. Tyler merely does what I ask of him. Nothing more. This makes no sense. No harm will come to her, I assure you. Now, is everything ready for the next assignment? Yes, but don't you think we should hold off a minute? The assignment is what matters. I thought it was Atlanta that you were so mad at, given that we are now several hundred miles away. Know your place, Kendall. Sorry, Master. Kendall then leaves the room, but she doesn't feel any sense of comfort in what's going on. As Veronica and Jake prepare for the hearing, Mrs. Temple arrives. That's probably Mrs. Temple. Good evening, Mr. Hanley. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Please, come in. Mrs. Temple walks in and sits on the couch. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Veronica, good to see you again. Likewise. Would you like something to drink? Water, please. How are we looking? Well, Veronica... Not as bad as some people would have led you to believe, but not as good either. Before we begin, Mr. Hanley, there's someone we're waiting for, right? Leo, come in. Leo is a giant of a man, nearly seven feet tall and a shaved head. Veronica finds it difficult to picture him as an investigator, but Jake reassures her, mentioning his stature allows Leo to obtain information from people. Leo walks in and sits on the couch. Good evening, ladies. My name's Leo Stanfield. Thank you for coming. So, Mrs. Temple? Yes, as I was saying, the hearing could go either way, but everything depends on what Mr. Stanfield has here. Leo? So, your master, this guy is good, but he made a few mistakes when he planted the evidence against you. Really? Most of the places where your fingerprints were found were based on anonymous tips. So I followed every lead I had, I started off by checking the security cameras in these places. He would have wiped them clean. And he did. But what he did not expect were the cameras that belonged to the civilians. What do you mean? Smartphones. I ran a search on photographs with the location tags and timestamps of when you were exposed. So the best time to plant evidence would have been either during the night or when the crowds were minimal, everywhere except the city square. That's where the jewelry stores are. Exactly. I ran a trace on all the faces in the photos I acquired against the description that you gave Mr. Hanley. And I found this. Leo passes a photograph to Veronica, who picks it up. 
It's an Instagram post of a girl. But in the left edge of the photo is an Indian-looking man walking in the background. That's him. Jake, that's him. That's him? It actually gets better. So there was some footage of a GoPro time-lapse uploaded to YouTube of the same place. And the master is captured on that recording as well. Leo takes his phone out and plays a recording. He plays it back slower, and we see the master walking towards the jewelry stores and coming back. Robberies were only reported at the jewelry store. It is from there that the police obtained your fingerprint and then received the tips about the other places. So, if we can present this video and photograph as evidence, we could potentially dismiss the case. I can't believe that the master himself planted the evidence there. I told you, he wouldn't let anyone else do it. I pissed him off real bad. And that will be his undoing. Was there anyone else inside the jewelry stores that night? No. The security cameras were disabled before the diamonds were stolen. And we now have footage of this asshole going in and coming out as well. Nice job, Leo. We still have a problem. Rochelle. As the four of them sit around in awkward silence, they know that whatever decision they make would affect Rochelle's fate. But elsewhere, something different was about to happen. Kendall runs up to where Rochelle is being held. She sees her chained to a metal pole, lying on the ground with her head hanging low. Hey. Hey, you okay? Rochelle slowly looks up, and when Kendall sees her face, she gasps. Rochelle has been beaten, severely. Her lip is cut and one of her eyes is black. Did Tyler do this to you? Yeah. Damn it, that asshole. Here, drink some water. <laughs> Careful. Slow. Slowly. As Rochelle drinks, Kendall's anger seeps to the surface. She realizes that her hesitation was right. They were losing their way. Seeing Rochelle, a girl like herself, beaten up for no reason other than Tyler's sadistic pleasure made her skin crawl. Kendall realizes that Tyler is just like the men that the master saved the girls from. Easy now. Please, don't let him near me again. I won't. He, he said he's going to write me next time. A plethora of emotions and thoughts pass through Kendall. This hurt, this violence towards women is something that she knows she will never be able to ignore. And there is where Kendall takes her stand. I'm gonna get you out of here. And with that, Kendall leaves Rochelle and goes to meet the master. Without knocking, she enters the office. Kendall, what are you doing? Can't you see I'm in a meeting? Kendall sees the master sitting at his desk with Tyler sitting opposite to him. Yeah, I don't care. Do we now allow treating innocent girls like punching bags? What? No, we don't. Why? Then why is that kidnapped girl looking like my old punching bag? The master looks at Tyler. Tyler grits his teeth and looks down. What is happening here? What's happening is that you've entertained this monster for too long. He started abusing Rochelle. I understand using her as leverage against V, but we can't treat her like we were treated before we came to you. This is happening under your own roof, and you are not even aware of it. Tyler, is this true? I didn't touch her. Kendall swiftly places a thundering kick on Tyler's chest, knocking him out of his seat. You want to beat a woman and lie about it? 
Not on my watch. Tyler pulls out his knife and the master gets to his feet. Enough. Put the knife down, Tyler. Kendall, stand down. Oh, I'm standing, all right. Kendall. With that, she turns around and exits the office. Kendall goes downstairs to where Rochelle is being held captive. Let's go. We're getting out of here. Kendall swiftly pulls Rochelle onto her feet and puts her arm around her shoulders. Come on. Tyler arrives and sees Kendall taking away Rochelle. He takes a step forward to stop them, but Kendall pulls her gun out. Stay the hell away! You won't shoot me. Leave the girl. Ah! That was almost my ear. That was a warning shot. Now get the hell out of my way. The pure venom and fury in Kendall's voice makes Tyler step back. He puts his hands up and backs off. Kendall quickly drags Rochelle into her Jeep. Kendall, get back here. Kendall sees the master running towards them. The rest of the crew are unsure what's happening. Kendall uses it to her advantage. Kendall. By the time the crew attempt to stop Kendall, she is already out of the warehouse. Rochelle sitting next to her in the seat. Kendall feels more free than she has ever felt in her life before. So that's what you were all about, weren't you, V? Hey, Rochelle, take my phone and call V. While Jake, Veronica, Leo, and Mrs. Temple talk about how to proceed without letting harm fall in Rochelle's way, Veronica's phone begins to ring. Hello? Veronica? Shell! Oh my goodness, Rochelle, where are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm driving with your... your best friend. What? Shell, you're not making any sense. Rochelle then passes the phone over to Kendall. Hey, lady. Kendall? I swear if you've hurt her. Chill. Calm down. I'm done with the master. Totally out of there. On my way to you. What? Long story. We'll tell you when I see you. Could be a trap. I can hear you, Hanley. But nah, I'm done for good. She's not lying. She's rescued me. All right. Be safe, Shell. And Kendall? Yeah? Bring her home safe. That's the plan. As soon as the realization hits Veronica, she jumps into Jake's arms. We can do this! We can win! Things have taken quite a turn, haven't they? Well, let's just wait until they get here. And later that night, when Kendall arrives with Rochelle, there are tears of happiness as the two friends reconnect. Jake quickly gets an ambulance for Rochelle, and she is transported to the hospital. Kendall reconnects with Veronica. So, why'd you leave? Figured it was time. I needed to retire, I guess. I mean, really, why now? You were hell-bent on serving the Master, even back when I started falling out of favor. You ever hear people learn in their own time? Just took me a bit longer, I guess. You know the police are gonna question you. Let them. They don't really have anything on me. And the master would have deserted the place you were in. Yeah, he's probably long gone by now. As the two lost friends reconnect, there is still remnants of their old friendship. 
I missed your face, V. Missed yours too, Stacy. I can't remember the last time I've been called that. <laughs> Just then, Jake walks into the room. Veronica, the commissioner is here. She wants to talk to Kendall, whatever your name is. Be seeing you, girl. As Kendall leaves, Jake comes towards Veronica. So, about tomorrow. I know what I have to do. Like Mrs. Temple said, with Leo's evidence, the case will most likely be dismissed. Well, this is great. Yeah, but the master is going to go into hiding now, and he's lost two players from his crew. So, what are you saying? I think I know how to get to him. The next day during the hearing, Mrs. Temple presents their evidence to the judge. Much to the police's dismay, their accusations against Veronica are dropped and the case is dismissed. The media eats it all up and Veronica again makes the headlines, this time in a different light, as a victim caught in a false allegation. And then the unthinkable happens. Veronica announces that she will be making a statement on live TV. Veronica knows the master will be watching her. The following day, she goes in front of a press conference. Good evening, everyone. As all of you may know, there have been strong allegations accusing me of unspeakable crimes. And after a tedious investigation, I'm happy to announce that the charges have been dropped with the arrival of some new evidence against the man who framed me for the crimes. I know that me talking about a nameless man is hardly believable, but what I am about to show you, I hope will change this. Veronica pulls out stills captured from the GoPro footage, stills of the master's face for the whole crowd to see. This man that you see here has no record in any of our federal or state systems. This man calls himself the master. He was captured on a civilian's camera as he was planting evidence against me. This evidence, found by a private investigator, has already been submitted to the police. But why did this man frame me for a crime that I did not commit? Because of Jake Hanley. He attempted to rob Jake Hanley but failed miserably. He discovered that the best way to get to Jake was through me. This has been nothing more than a very cheap scheme to get back at a man he could not steal from. Let's not allow a man like this to terrorize our city. And then Veronica looks into the camera and she addresses the master directly. I know you are watching and I know how you must be feeling. Go hide because sooner or later, I know you will come out to the light of day. And when that happens, V will be waiting. Many miles away, the master watches her speech. He grinds his teeth in fury and switches the TV off. V will be waiting. Tyler, master, prepare yourself. We are about to go to war.
With her speech out in public, along with a picture of the master circulating in every police station, Veronica calmly sits in her studio. She looks around. It's gotten a bit dusty since she left. Hello? Hey, babe. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I was just in the studio. Oh, good. I'll be coming there in a few hours. The investors are all back on board. That's great news. It is. You're somewhat of a hero. That photo of the master is out there and everyone knows his face. I mean, that picture ain't the clearest, but still. Yeah. You know what? I gotta do something. I'll see you in a while. Sure, babe. Veronica quickly picks up her brushes and begins painting on a new canvas. She takes a few hours, but by the time she's done, she picks up her phone. Commissioner? Hello? Remember you said if there was a better picture of the master, it'd help with the investigation? Yeah, what do you got? I have something that you might find useful. As Veronica smiles, a hyper-realistic rendition of the master stares back at her from the canvas. Mm-hmm.